I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past, there's no future, there's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's okay that I struggle. It's okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. Welcome to the Limitless Athlete Podcast by Mindset Rx. I'm your host, Tom Foxley, and you're listening to The Debrief, where myself and Rachel Burnett, our head coach, will discuss the key lessons and insights gleaned from the Limitless Athlete Podcast with Jason McCarthy. That was the previous episode. And you can listen to the show in isolation because it's going to be full of useful tips and advice, or you can go back and listen to that podcast with Jason McCarthy. The theme that came out of Jason's interview was this idea of having a deeper connection, something bigger than yourself that you're working towards. And this was this is true with Jason, whether we're talking about his career in the military or whether we're talking about his time working on the the Chad workout and the kind of the charitable effort behind that. And yeah, Jason has this deeper purpose behind seemingly everything that he does. He's a thoughtful person. And this got me thinking. This is something that all athletes need and it's something that we work with athletes. It's often referred to as finding your why, but it goes deeper than that still. So questions that we're going to work on within this podcast are what happens? What are the side effects of not having a deeper purpose? And we're going to touch on how to find a deeper connection, like how to find something, like find your why, essentially, including some journaling prompts to get there. Um, Finding intrinsic motivation and getting rid of extrinsic motivation and why that's so important. And also how having your why or having your deeper purpose or connection will boost consistency, intensity, and just basically make you suffer less on the path to growth. Before we get into the show, a tiny bit of housekeeping, and that is that the Mindset Training Camp is now open. So if you're an athlete who's ready to boost your performance, unlock new levels of potential, um, have the best open that you've had yet, then the Mindset Training Camp is for you, specifically if you want to get rid of self-doubt, if you want to believe in yourself a little bit more, if you want to free yourself from that negative self-talk, and you want to stop sabotaging those performances stop performing below your potential the mindset training camp is open for you and if you're interested all you need to do is head to our instagram page so instagram is at mindset rx so at mindset rxd click the link in our bio and the link will be there for you there's only 12 spaces left at the time of recording and we begin on jan 31st so you'll need to get a bit of a move on. Now, let's get on with the show with myself and Rachel Burnett. Rachel, talk to me about having something bigger to work towards, a deeper purpose, something yeah, bigger than the self. Mm, yeah, the importance of that. Mm, yeah, please. Yeah. Well, when we have a either a cause to work for or a deep source of intrinsic motivation for what we're doing, we can apply this to the gym. The gym is a place where we go to embrace discomfort and embrace hardship. When we have a deeper cause to work for or a higher reason to be 
getting uncomfortable and sticking through something uncomfortable, we're much more likely to see it to the end. And we're much more likely to, as we kind of just talked about, be able to turn on the afterburners at the end of a workout mm. when things are things are feeling really uncomfortable. Yeah. So some symptoms of not having a deep enough why or a deep enough purpose behind what we're doing um, can be that we kind of, our consistency fades and we may be in nutrition. Maybe we're so driven by extrinsic um, drivers and extrinsic motivation. Like I want to look a certain way to other people as opposed to I want to do this for myself and this is inherently meaningful. That can be a problem. So you, you notice the consistency would would drop away there. Um, mobility, yes. it would happen as well. Um, maybe even training or doing um, mobility. Yeah, mobility is part of that. Um, yeah, there's loads of different ways that we can we can see consistency fading when we don't have yeah. that, that that deeper drive. Even things like sleep habits and other recovery yes. habits. You're not going to sleep stick to a sleep routine if it's to achieve if it's only to achieve an outcome because what happens is we see a setback towards that outcome and we lose motivation to keep trying. We don't want to experiment, we see failure. Yes, exactly right. Um I've been having an interesting time just got for Christmas and birthday, I got a new Garmin watch and the sleep tracking on that is legit. Um, and legit. sleep is something that I'm really trying to work on um, nice. this this year and um, these kind of physical aspects of mindset. So mm-hmm. it's been really interesting to see how easy it becomes to gamify this and work for the number as opposed to the mm-hmm. feeling and the mentality that I'm trying to get from it. But the what actually drives you is obviously how do I want to feel the day after? Or that's what actually drives me. Right. Like It's like, well, how do I want to feel the day after? Like, yeah. do I I want to do I want to feel like I've taken a, con- a step towards who I want to be or um don't want to feel like I've kind of s- flowed through the day without really making an impact so that's uh yeah finding a deeper purpose within that mm, your your tie uh to numbers has so much application not only to recovery stuff like using a whoop but also to chasing numbers on a leaderboard mm. or uh, chasing numbers on a scale, like you talked about with nutrition, anytime we notice a a dip in the numbers, or we again we experience any type of setback, having that external focus becomes such a demotivator instead of an invitation to learn. Mm. Yeah, I found the the gamification aspect, or the the kind of the ability to put numbers on my progress, yeah. is useful because it indicates. Yeah the effectiveness, the process things that I've been following. So blue light's been the big one. I've recently got this, um, they call it K-safe, a kitchen safe. And it's this timer lock um, and a little box, little clear plastic box that you can put your phone in or put anything in and then programming how long that you don't want to touch it for. And there's no way of getting in it until the time has run out. I've been using that and that's been a, a big, a big help for me. It's like, I only have to type, um, I only have to use willpower once to put my phone in there as opposed to every yeah. t- few seconds, not check my phone. Um, but anyway, I'm getting distracted. What else is a kind of, what else is a signal that we may not have a deeper why or a deeper purpose or something bigger than ourselves to work towards? Mm, you know, I think the chaser mindset model is a, is a classic presentation of this. And that's when we work on something for a short amount of time And then we switch programs either because we get bored with it um, or because 
once we see someone having success with something else, so comparisons are another piece of this, we're always comparing ourselves to other people that impacts progress in many, many ways. And Mm. so that chaser mindset model is always looking for like the next thing. It's always looking for novelty. What's my next, how, how can I be doing more versus doing what's hard better? Yeah, we often describe it as the puppy dog model. It's like, I'm excited on do this on do that. I want to get to the next stage. Yes. I'm like, I'm going to ignore the kind of fundamentals that I know I should be doing now and go towards like, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going towards this. I'll, I'll do snatches every day or I'll do ring muscle ups every day as opposed to the, For like, the foundational work. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then move on to the next thing and then move on to yes. obstacle course racing or whatever. And then, um, and then be yeah. mad that we haven't made any progress. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. And the reason why this topic is following on from Jason McCarthy's episode mm-hmm. is because he obviously had such a, a, a purpose behind everything that he was mm-hmm. doing. Uh, the Chad workout and the Chad movement um, and the charitable effort behind that was a, a huge motivator for him. I, I know. Um, and even the workout itself and a hero workout itself has a different, a different meaning behind it because yeah. well, it's, it, it touches you. It's got like, okay, well, yeah. It's, it it puts your suffering into a relative place and it makes you think, yes. okay, this is, um, there's something bigger than me behind this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a great okay. observation. It is the, the, the feeling behind a hero workout is different and it's good for us to define that it is because we're, we can tie our, uh, suffering to a higher reason and put it in perspective. There's two quotes that, um, actually before I get into that, without, um, without establishing a why, what essentially happens or without establishing a deep purpose behind our training, something bigger to work towards, what essentially happens is we are able to coast, but never commit to our ultimate goal and to our potential. We're always going to be wanting for a bit more because we haven't taken on a heavy enough burden or we haven't taken on a large enough burden or something bigger than ourselves that kind of that mm. pulls from you that potential. What's coming to me right now is that that's a method of avoiding responsibility. Go on, tell me, tell me more. When 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 we don't have to commit to anything, when when we're when we're avoiding commitment to something because we're chasing, uh, we're losing consistency, it's a way of us avoiding like responsibility for ourselves. This is just occurring mm. to me. It's very fresh. What do you think? No, no. It's yeah. That's interesting. It's uh, I suppose it'd be meaning is essentially an antidote to nihilism. And when we don't have something bigger than ourselves, we're often thinking, oh, what's the point? Like I'm just yeah. I'm just kind of I'm out there for me, and this is it. Um, whereas seeing yourself as part of a community or working for a cause bigger than yourself can often bring out the best in you as, mm. and, and the cause that you truly believe in. Yeah, that is 100% true. The ability to work with others, even in a CrossFit gym where you're not necessarily, your goal is to rise together, but we Mm. do that through exercising with each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. That still still is a shared future vision that we strive for together. And it is more meaningful to train with other people for that reason than it is to just train by ourselves. Yeah, 
absolutely is and yeah. that that entire community aspect i think that's one of the reasons why crossfit has risen to the level this at now it's just like yeah. because because of the, the the shared suffering is is huge and the shared discomfort is, is massive in that yes. um there's there's a couple of quotes but there's actually three quotes that that i was thinking of as i was prepping for this um the first is by um or from victor frankel who's a psychiatrist in um in in auschwitz actually and he said in some ways so i should say a jewish psychiatrist in auschwitz and was a, like he wrote the most incredible but haunting book man's search for meaning um and in that he said that in some ways suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning such as the meaning of sacrifice so he's talking there about if you can sacrifice yourself for something bigger than yourself, um, then we have the potential to alleviate suffering, to kind of mm-hmm. to diminish how difficult something is for ourselves in that yeah. moment. So if there's if there's well, meaning then- behind a workout or meaning behind your weight loss journey or whatever it is, then you're going to find it a little bit easier. Yeah, I think many of the athletes that we work with, especially especially high-level athletes, they often have a motivation to be an inspiration to other people. And it's easy to take that on and, and kind of look at it in a non-serving way. Uh, like it's my job to be perfect so other people see me that way. But when they can tie in vulnerability and, and have the goal of showing people how difficult a journey to the top is, yeah, I see that. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, chances are you'll enjoy our free ebook, How to Stop Substandard Self-Critical Plateaus and Unleash Your Potential. It's a step-by-step guide to finding your mojo again and getting back to the athlete you know you can be. It's free, you just have to stick your email address in and download it. To find it, head to mindsetrx.com slash ebook. That's mindsetrxd.com slash ebook. Now let's get on with the show. And then there's Nietzsche, which is so closely the the German philosopher uh, Nietzsche said, he who has a why can bear almost any how, and that's almost re- rewritten by Frankel in his work. But this kind of existentialist view of of the world, like we we can find meaning in these difficult events, and they're often what we need to create that meaning too. And then there's one more that, yes. that came to mind as well, which is Jordan Peterson. I can't remember which of his books this was in, but he said, the purpose of life is to find the largest burden you can bear and bear it. So this idea of like, we can add purpose, we can add meaning by taking on something bigger than ourselves and seeing just how far we can stretch this and yes, finding out where the limit is within that. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that's another that's another purpose that I hear about from high level athletes as well is the act mm. of seeing where their limits absolutely. are and truly yeah. feeling like they're maximizing their potential. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this this search and meaning. It can, especially when we're talking about something that when I'm when I'm bringing up philosophers that I'm, I'm assuming is kind of um, 
that aren't easily accessible or readily publicized this can feel so disconnected from mm. our everyday life as an athlete so let's bring it into something a bit more relevant to us now um and maybe yeah and let's let's discuss quickly intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation as well because i think that's important sure. to get to so rachel do you want to chat to us about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation i want to so badly so Extrinsic motivation is when we are doing something in order to either receive a reward or avoid a punishment. So we're doing it for an outcome. Intrinsic motivation is when the work we're doing is enjoyable in and of itself. The outcome doesn't matter as much. So as an example, if I get, if I derive pleasure from um, painting, then Painting feels really good to me and I'm intrinsically motivated to do it, whether or not I manage to create a painting that's good or not. The act of painting is pleasurable. If on the other hand, I hate painting, but I'm in an art class and I have to you know, present something uh, to the teacher for a grade and I don't like doing the work, then I'm going to work hard at it perhaps, but the work itself is for an external reward. So the parallels to training become so clear here. Um, if yeah. you are in one of those gyms that tries to train you like your CrossFit Games athlete every single day, but you just don't care about that, then it's yeah. going to feel like you're being you're kind of focusing on extrinsic motivation, like what's my snatch, what's my yeah. friend time, what's all this all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Any we know that we're extrinsically motivated by something when we're focused on outcome and we have a tendency to tie outcomes to our worth. So if my worth is subconsciously tied to making the leaderboard for my friend time, then the work I do to get there is only extrinsically motivated. Mm. If and, Where, and I'm not going to I'm not going to enjoy it as much. It's going to feel like a chore. It's going to feel overwhelming. What's likely going to happen whenever I test Fran is I'm going to become very self conscious and start overthinking and panicking, and then my performance suffers. Yeah. Whereas if you are one of those people you just love, if, whereas if the focus is I'm going to hang out with my mates, I'm going to have a great time, I'm going to yeah. like push myself, find my limits, I'm going to enjoy this, I'm going to, um, I find the process, <laughs> I don't know whether anyone's ever said this, but I find the process of doing fa- Fran inherently valuable and enjoyable, <laughs> then it's something to work towards. Thrusters thrill me. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's just so good. <laughs> the, yeah. the best time. I love feeling like I'm going to throw up. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, there, there is a way to train that if there's a way to train ourselves to derive enjoyment from that sense of accomplishment at the end of a workout. I think Dr. Lemke talked about it in one of our previous podcast episodes about dopamine mm. that we do get a dopamine hit from training. And so if anyone is listening to this and going, I actually like really love that, then you're not you're not alone. Um, and it is something that we can train ourselves to enjoy if we don't currently enjoy it. Mm, absolutely right. Absolutely right. So I view this as part of the aiming up phase in the mindset RX method. So obviously we have testing to begin with, um, figuring out where you are right now. This feeds into it quite nicely as well, because of identifying your own values and your purpose. Um, but I see this as kind of sitting heavily in the next phase, aiming up, creating a vision, like aiming at what is, um, 
what what is going to drive you and pull you towards success. Um, mm -hmm. So how do we make this app, um, yeah, applicable? Yeah, uh, understanding the like the true reason that we're training is really critical here. Because again, so often we start at the gym with an extrinsic motivator. It's often, it's most often I want to lose weight or like look better, or I want to, you know, improve my resting heart rate, right? My doctor said that I'm going to have a heart attack. Um, so at, attaching those extrinsic motivators to it makes it really difficult. If we can tie it to some sort of intrinsic motivation, um, answering the question, who am I becoming through taking on this uh, hardship? Mm -hmm. Then we find that authentic, deeper cause to work for. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a story that I want to share about this um, this athlete that I used to work with called Lee, and Lee was um, kind of I think a father of two. Um, he was probably mid thirties when I was working with him. Um, he was a decent level athlete, like pretty good, like go to competitions, um, pushed pretty hard, was a fit guy. Um, and he, and just really when I was starting out with this, this mindset work and I was having this conversation with him where he was talking about his goals and his aspirations for the future, but he just couldn't make progress. He couldn't find the commitment. He couldn't work hard enough to get there. Um, he couldn't find the intensity he desired and he was kind of starting to lose confidence with this as well. What Lee and I discovered is that he had no why. He had no who that he wanted to become. Um, he had no depth to his goals. When I asked him about his goals, there were hit, I can't remember how many kilos snatch, and it was a grace time in under this. Um, and it's like, those in themselves aren't very motivating factors for him anyway. Like maybe they are for some people, but for him, they meant nothing really apart yeah. from the way they look to outside people. But it's mm -hmm. on investigation. We did a, a process that we now talk about as the seven whys. And I asked him why, like over and over and over again in different ways. And it's like, okay, why do you want that grace time? And the answer was, oh, to be fitter. It's like, okay, why do you want to be fitter? Um, and it was, I can't remember how many steps it was, but it took him a while to get through the barrier. The The end result was when he kept on asking why time and time again, he got to the level of, because I want to be a great dad. And he then connected that to something much deeper. So when he was, and actually went one level deeper, it was like, because I don't want to make the same mistakes that my father made with me. And like mm -hmm. at that point, the emotional pull is a completely mm. different level yes. to, I want to hit a great, like what's, what's more important. I yeah. want to be the best, the best example of a father possible to my kids and just kind of set them up for success and set them up for, for contentment and happiness. Or mm. I want to do 30 clean and jerks in less than two minutes. It's like, what's, what's the obvious pull there? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so eventually we managed to really establish like that as his prime driver. And when he did get yeah. that, it didn't make things easier, but it made them less difficult. It, it, mm. it became less of a choice in those moments where he could either pull away from discomfort or go towards it or whether he could become, be consistent or not. The choice wasn't as nebulous. It was kind of a clearer um, option for him. Mm. Yeah. 
it's so interesting that the conscious goal was pretty clear and it took some digging to find the subconscious reason that those things were important, but they were still there. Mm, it took some, like, yeah, there's, there's always that connection, but it wasn't explicit. Yeah. Yes. And as soon, and it was there, but because it wasn't explicit, it wasn't accessible. So you have to yes. do that work to get there. Exactly. And yeah. you, like most people listening to this won't have access to a coach or someone that they can really have that depth of conversation with and someone who will mm. sit there for, for like for hours, essentially, that it took me through different training sessions to get to that point. But what we do have is a journal and a pen. And we can sit there and just write why and write why and write why and do it up to seven times. And we'll find something pretty important at the heart of that, something that's truly motivating. Mm, absolutely. And let's let's remind ourselves that it, those do have to be honest answers. Yes. They can't just yeah. look good because sometimes what we'll discover is the reason, the reason that I want a six pack is because I think it'll make me worthy of a job that I want. Mm. And so, and sometimes that's actually something to let go of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. One question that I like to bring out in in my journaling practice is something along the lines of: Would I continue to do this even if no one's watching, or even if no one could mm. see? And that yeah. for me is like shows me what is truly connected to my purpose. Mm. Yes, very clarifying. Mm. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. It kind of, it, it shows you what is inherently valuable, what's intrinsically motivating to you. Mm. Yeah. What gives you meaning just in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this can apply to all different areas of our lives too. It can apply For to sure. uh, training, obviously, but we can apply it to everything that we do, to our work, to our relationships, to our mental health yeah. and happiness, mm -hmm. to how we spend our free time. There's, there's everything in there. A hundred percent, everything. Mm -hmm. um, are there any other ways that we can make this applicable, Rachel? Mm. Or actionable? Any journaling mm. prompts that you think are worthwhile explaining here? Mm. I love the ask why seven times. And I like the clarifying kind of almost a thought experiment of if nobody was watching. Mm. Would, would you still be doing this? I think, I think you're going to find the information that you need if you can answer those questions honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to take five minutes. It's probably closer to five hours total work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of extra work. Thank you for listening to the debrief partner episode of the Limitless Athlete podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. We'll be speaking to CrossFit Games athletes, coaches, authors, and other inspiring people who are going to help you find your next level inside and outside of the gym. If you can leave a five-star review and share the episode with your friends, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated, especially because some people can leave reviews on Spotify now, and that is where all the cool podcasting kids are. So, See you next week with another mindset shifting interview and a debrief episode to follow up.